Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Sino Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AW Dark Elevation. Starts with Maki Ito defeated Ashley Dumbois rather quickly by submission with her modified cloverleaf that she calls the Ito Deluxe. First appearance in AEW from Dumbois since last November. Jericho Preaching Society's Jake Hager, Jake, uh, Matt Menard, and Angela Parker defeated Zachary and Jack Tomlinson and Mike Magnum. Easy work here with Menard leaving commentary to get the pin on this match on Tomlinson after him and Parker hit a double DDT. Matt Hardy and Isaiah Cassidy, no longer represented the firm, defeated Bobby Orlando and Brett Gosselin. Cassidy gets the pin in under three minutes after Hardy hits a twist of fate, followed by the swanton from Cassidy to Gosselin for the win. And in the last match here, Emi Sakura defeated Mizuki, the debut in AEW for Mizuki, who Paul White announces as Yuka Sakazaki's tag team partner in DDT, as they just won the Princess Tag Team titles in Los Angeles over WrestleMania weekend for Tokyo Josie Pro, and was part of that wild 10-woman tag match at the Mark Hitchcock Memorial Show. This match was short, but wild, with Mizuki hitting a wild top rope double stomp to the outside at one point, and they had a bit of back and forth at the end until Sakura held onto the roll-up for the pen. We go to Tuesday's AEW Dark from Universal Studios. Juice Robinson defeated Pat Buck. Buck making his in-ring TV debut here for AEW after appearing at the House Rules house show earlier this year. He hung in there, but Juice was able to hit the Juice's loose DDT for the pen. The Renegades defeated Brittany J and Kaya Dream, looking strong and dominant in this one, winning with a Spinebuster Sling Blade combo. Cole Carter defeated Hunter James with a backbreaker into a DDT move that looked pretty impressive. The Iron Savages defeated the Trustbusters, Jeeves K, and Sunny Kiss. The Iron Savages now have a new manager in Jameson Ryan, who is an indie wrestler who has appeared on AEW Dark before. So it looks like they have ditched their old manager of JT Davidson. Um, Ryan took out Slim on the outside at one point until Boulder dropped uh, Bronson on top of Jeeves and Kiss for the pen. Zach Clayton was backstage trying to recruit Cole Carter to join him, and he said he'll think about it, so it looks like we might have a new tag team here with Clayton and Carter. Marina Shafir defeated Dream Girl Ellie, looking dominant, making her tap out to Greedy. Jorah Joe and Rohit Raju defeated Ariel Levy and Jared Diaz. I think the team of Joe and Raju actually worked pretty well together. And Raju pinned Levi after a knee strike and a big boot combination. In the main event here, Christopher Daniels defeated a Helico, the best and the longest match of the show without a doubt, with Daniels reversing a Helico at the end to hit the Angels' wings for the pen. We go to Impact Wrestling. This was the go-home show for the Rebellion pay-per-view. On before the Impact, El Reverso defeated Johnny Swinger. So Zicky Dice's interference failed as Reverso reverse <laughs> say that ten times fast. Reverso reversed Swinger into a pin. So uh, Swinger's first win and his road to 50 wins still cannot begin. We go to the main show here as Kenny King defeated Frankie Kazarian. Uh, they both have Team Bully and Team Dreamer ringside as this match was for the advantage in the Hardcore War match at Rebellion. They all started brawling on the outside as Brian Myers and Moose get involved. Moose speared Kazarian, allowing King to get the pen and the win, and the heels all attacked the baby faces after. They show footage from earlier in the day of Steve Macklin interrupting the Canadian National Anthem, and Macklin kept running down the crowd until Kushida came out and brawled with him until security stopped him. Laredo Kid defeated Black Taurus, Lince Dorado, and Rich Swan in an amazing four-way match with Laredo pitting Taurus after a top-rope Spanish fly. This is Laredo's first match back in Impact since October of last year, coming back from his injury. Jessica and Rosemary are backstage still talking about Taya Valkyrie disappearing, and Rosemary said that she will go look for her. But when they open the casket, nothing happens. Taylor Wilde defeated Jessica. Rosemary and Kylan King got on the apron, causing a distraction, allowing Wilde to hit the Witch's Wrath, which is a spinning fish run's neckbreaker for the win. We go to Eddie and Alicia Edwards, where Alicia talks about how she has to be here for her husband to battle the monster that is PCO. Dirty Dango and Joe Henry defeated the Designs Angels and Callahan. Callahan hit Angels by accident, and as Diener is yelling at Callahan, Henry hit the standing ovation on Angels for the win. The Design attacked Dango and Henry after until Santino Morella ran out for the save and hit Angels with the Cobra. 
We get a video from Team Bully where Bully Ray says there is no leader and says that Moose and Brian Myers will be on his team instead of the good hands at Rebellion. And the main event here, Tasha Steeles defeated Giselle Shaw. This is Tasha's first match back since January with some new updated ring gear. The finish came when Shaw slammed her knee into the steel steps and Tasha took advantage by going after the knee into a roll-up for the pin. And the show itself ends with an empty arena with Mickey James in it. And Mickey says that she couldn't do this in front of a crowd. We see Jordan Grace and Diana Peraza are backstage watching on. Mickey talks about this getting more difficult as the years go by, but she feels like she's 20 years old and she could take over the world. But it's after the match she realized that she's not and it hurts more and it makes it tough for her. But she has to do what's right for the locker room and the business. And she leaves the title in the middle of the ring and she's not, as she's not clear to compete at Rebellion. And we got this pretty cool shot of her leaving as the, um, her hat and the title belt is just laying in the ring. If you want to find out what happened in Rebellion, I have a report at postwrestling.com as well as a podcast with John Pollock going over the show. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. The show starts with Mark Briscoe defeated Ari Davari. Josh Woods, Mark Sterling, and Tony Nese get involved on the outside until the referee ejected them. Briscoe followed that with the J-Driller for the win. Briscoe got a huge reaction throughout this match and after the match as well. And the varsity athletes kept attacking Briscoe until FTR ran out for the save to get a huge pop. We see a video from Eddie Kingston who said he's been dealing with a hernia injury since September, but he's not making excuses to losing and failing against Claudio Castagnoli, a super card of honor. He said he'll have to have surgery for his hernia. He talks about quitting Twitter and all this inside baseball with him still being signed to AEW even though he's here in Ring of Honor now. So looks like Eddie will be taking some time off. I hope a speedful recovery for Eddie Kingston. Sky Blue defeated Kelly Madon very quickly after hitting Skyfall. Darius Martin defeated Mike Bennett by disqualification. Darius was in control until Matt Taven ran out and attacked him for the DQ. The Kingdom kept beating him down until Action Andretti ran out for the save. So it looks like that's a new tag team as well. Willie Yuta defeated Tracy Williams. Very good and fast moving. Yuta was able to hook on the Dragon Sleeper at the end until Williams submitted. And then we see a promo from Darius Martin and Andretti who have formed a partnership to take down the Kingdom. Tag team action as Katsuyura Shibata and Alice Coughlin defeated the Workhorsemen. The first Ring of Honor tag team appearance by the Workhorsemen, they said, which is uh, a little surprising to hear, but I guess they've only had six singles and six-man matches since. Shane Taylor was watching from backstage for this fantastic tag team match, and the action of this match never stopped until Shibata hit the sleeper and the PK on Anthony Henry for the pen, and then Shibata and Coughlin shook hands after the match, but Coughlin respectfully pointed at his pure title, so it looks like he'll be wanting a title shot against Shibata. Willow Nightingale defeated, defeated Little Mean Kathleen, who was here from the Rhode Island area. I got a nice reaction. Willow made quick work of her, though, pitting her after hitting the stampede. And then Riccoboni and Coleman danced and rhymed the whole time uh, Willow's music plays. So it looks like shots fired at Excalibur and Taz. Stu Grayson defeated Tony Nese. Pretty good match here with Grayson hitting Nightfall for the pin. And then the Righteous came out after the match to, to confront Dark Order. And commentary mentioned how they were looking past Evil Uno and just looking at Grayson. So after this, we see a video from the Righteous, who called Dark Order a shell themselves. And they pretty much tried to persuade Grayson to join them so it looks like a little uh, uh, wrinkle in the dark order is story here we have a Ring of Honor Women's World Title Proven Ground match as Athena defeated Ashley Dumbois in dominant fashion after hitting the O-Face for the pen. And then after the match, Dumbois was trying to be interviewed um, by Lexi Nair, and she said that she expected more here in Ring of Honor, and instead she received anger instead of honor. And Athena showed up and attacked her, and Athena threatened Lexi Nair would be next unless she gets better competition. And the main event here for the Ring of Honor World Championship, Claudia Castagnoli defeated Metalik. Fantastic match from these two, who surprisingly worked pretty well together despite having two very distinctive styles. But Claudia was able to hit the neutralizer at the end for the pen. We were supposed to get Madison Rain versus Robin Renegade that was taped, but due to Rain suffering an injury during the match, it was cut from this show. We go to MOW Underground. This is the War Chamber special, so there's only one match on here, which is the War Chamber, which is Alex Hammerstone and the second gear crew versus The Calling. So the first two entrants here were Ricky Shane Page and one called Manders. Next out was Akira from The Calling, followed by Matthew Justice to even it out, coming out with a chair. As the second gear crew started taking control with chairs for a while until the next entrant will come out, who is Delirious, who's aligning himself with The Calling. 
Our next was the MLW Heavyweight Champion Alex Hammerstone, who started taking everybody out with power bombs and suplexes. And our outlast for the calling is the debuting Dr. Cornwallis, who used to go by Dr. Dax here at MLW. And the last in for the match was Mance Warner from the Second Gear crew. And this is where the match got violent and bloody. A bunch of the calling's minions get involved and start bringing tables and more weapons into the ring. But during all this, it looks like Hammerstone might have actually been injured and taken out of the match by referees. And they said Court Bell would have an update for him after the match. But the ending of this got a bit all over the place, and it ended with Ricky Shane Page hitting Matthew Justice with a DDT for the pen. Sam Laterner got a word with Court Bauer after and says that Hammerstone's in a lot of pain, and he went right to the hospital. Laterna asked if this could mean we get an interim champion here in MLW, but Court says he doesn't like that kind of thing, but they'll make a decision when they have to. And then Alex Kidd and Davy Boy Smith both interrupt, making their claim to become champion instead. They start arguing and brawling with each other, but they get separated by the rest of the roster, and everybody starts brawling as this is hyping up next week's Battle Riot show. Women of Wrestling Superheroes, BK Rhythm defeated Kata Rush. Rush was dominant for the majority of the match until she slipped off the ropes at the end, and BK followed with a face buster for the pin. Candy Crush defeated Genesis after hitting her punch off the second rope, despite Exodus and Ice Gold trying to interfere on the outside. Holly Dead and Siren the Voodoo Doll defeated Chantilly Chella and Foxy Fierce. Commentary mentioned how Foxy's sister is sitting ringside and teased maybe her coming to wing of, um, sorry, to Women of Wrestling to possibly team with her. But Siren gets the pin on Chella after hitting the Voodoo Driver. In the main event here, Princess Aussie defeated Chainsaw by DQ after she wouldn't let go of a choke at the end. NWA USA is the season premiere and it starts with Kyle Davis interviewing Bobby Fulton in the ring who says that someone has stole his blue jacket that means a lot to him as he had it during his run in wrestling and he's mad and he thinks that someone stole it and he thinks it's the fixers. So the fixers come out and say that they didn't steal the jacket and it wouldn't even fit them but Fulton is convinced that they, they had a hand in it and he will find out what happened. Alex Taylor defeated Red Titus and Victor Inistria in a triple threat match after Inistria. Uh, after hitting Inistria with his finisher which he calls the hair of the dog. May Valentine's was with Father James Mitchell and Judas, as Mitchell says that he is done with the Miserably Faithful, and they moved on to talk about Kenzie Page beating Maxie Impaler, and that Max will be going after Kenzie for the women's TV title. The Country Gentlemen defeated Billy Tipton and Garrison Creed very easily, but right after the match, they get attacked by the Savages. Father and, Angel- and Angelina Love get interviewed ahead of their TV title match against Tom Latimer, and T's making a deal with the Devil Force, so maybe they're teasing something with Father James Mitchell. And we go to the main event here, as Maxie Impaler defeated Samantha Starr very quickly and easily after hitting a running clothesline. We go to NWA Power. The show starts with Tyrus and Jordan Clearwater in the ring as Tyrus announces that he'll be entering the Crockett Cup. And then Clearwater just assumed that he was his partner and they would call themselves the Golden Crush. And then Tyrus says that he hasn't chosen a partner yet as he leaves Clearwater in the ring. We have an NWA World Television match as Tom Latimer defends his title against Fodder, uh, winning by submission with a crossface. Fodder had used a candlestick, but Latimer prevented the referee from disqualifying him and wanted to continue the match. So I'm not sure what his deal with the devil is, but it obviously did not work. The Mortons cut a promo backstage where Kerry kept opting cocky, and Ricky announced that he will be entering the Crockett Cup with him as a tag team. Natalia Markova defeated La Rosa Negra after hitting a beautiful destruction in a double arm DDT in a pretty good and competitive match from these two. And Kerry Morton defended the Junior Heavyweight Championship against Joe Alonso. Ricky Morton wasn't in Kerry's corner during this match to stop Jamie Stanley's constant interfering, and the ending came when Kerry reversed the roll of the dice into a roll up by holding the tights for the win. We go to NXT Level Up. Mr. Stone, formerly of Von Wagner, has joined Blake Howard and Byron Saxon on commentary here. I'm not sure if it's a permanent role, but he's pretty much in the same gimmick that he was before as the manager. Hank Walker defeated Kale Dixon. Nice showing from Walker here, winning after hitting a crossbody off the ropes. Electra Lopez and Lola Vice get interviewed backstage, where Lopez says that it makes perfect sense to pair up with Vice with her MMA background, and T's going after the tag team titles and possibly using the name Latina Heat. Zion Quinn defeated Tavion Heights after hitting his running forearm called X Marks the Spot. 
but Heights hung in there during this match. And in the main event, Katana Chance and Caden Carter defeated Electra Lopez and Lola Vice. It was actually a pretty good match, and I liked the team of Lopez and Vice. But Chance was able to hit her assisted 450 on Lopez as Carter gets the pin for the win. On WWE main event, Nikki Cross defeated Zoe Stark after hitting a Tornado DDT and a Neckbreaker in a really good match. I'm sure Zoe Stark will be called up pretty soon, as she's been impressive in all her main roster appearances so far. And in the main event of main event, Dolph Ziggler defeated Tyler Bate. Fantastic match. You can't put this match over enough. I'm sure you've seen GIFs online already and clips of the match, but definitely go out of your way to watch it. About a 10 minutes or match, 10 minutes or so. Um, but the ending came with Ziggler hitting a super kick out of nowhere for the pen. Definitely check this match if you can. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. <laughs>